This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The editor-in-chief of the very athletic Bay Area, Tim Kawakami. Kawakami, who has covered the NBA for over two decades. It's time now for the TK Show on Athletic Podcast Network. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakami here, TK Show, recording from the home studio. Very glad to have back on the show a frequent guest who is uh, awaiting his Pepsi, but we'll, we'll keep going through this. It's the owner of the Golden State Warriors, Joe Lacob. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I was... Uh... I uh, I was really tired from yesterday, so I kind of slept in a little bit today, but I feel really rested and <laughs> raring to go. Raring to go, which is what we like to hear out of Joe. Like, although I don't know when you're not raring to go. You're almost always uh, energetic and, and ready to talk about anything. But Joe, let's just talk about it. I mean, this has been a very interesting start to the season. Now more than a start, I mean, almost half the season done. Uh, some really high moments, like the last game, Clay Thompson, 54 points in a, in a two-overtime game. Uh, victory, but some obviously real struggles on the road. You have the best home record and the worst road record in the league. You've had some things happen. You've had some injuries. Just as a big picture, Joe, as you see this kind of season developing, what are your sense about it? Where, where, where do you think this team is? Well, Tim, um it's been a very unusual season. One thing I've learned about this uh, this job, this role, owning a team and so on, is uh, this is our 13th season. And every year is different. And whatever you think you know how to you know, prepare for and expect, something different <laughs> happens. And uh, you, you know, I told the guys at the beginning of the year, whatever you think you want to do at the trade deadline or later, now you may change later because – Every NBA season, players get better. Some get worse. Some age. Um, people get hurt. Uh, you know, just look at the season. Brooklyn, I mean, was trash city in most people's eyes early on, and now they're doing great. So uh, I think this, this, you know, you just never know what to expect. As far as our team, I had very high expectations for this year. Probably a lot of our fan base did too. Um, I thought we had, honestly the best roster from a talent and depth or depth of talent perspective that we have ever had. Let that sink in. I know a lot of people don't agree with it. Yeah. You had a guy named Kevin Durant. I know, but that's at the top. Mm -hmm. I think we were better at the top where you're obviously if you have Kevin Durant, but depth of talent, in other words, all the way through the roster. I think we were talented, talented. Doesn't mean experienced. Doesn't mean, you know, that they're going to play together well. It doesn't mean you are going to have a punch <laughs> to interfere with things or variety of things. But I'm just saying depth of talent. Everybody on that roster was pretty talented, um, although some very young, clearly. Uh, and I, I had high expectations that by the end of the year, and that's the way I look at it, that we would be a you know, very uh, formidable team. So where are we? We're almost at the end of this homestand. We'll be halfway through the season. We've had a great homestand. If we can win 
you know, if we could maybe win the next two or three of these next games, um, we're going to have a winning record and not look back at it and say it wasn't so bad. If you look at how it started, it clearly wasn't what we expected. Um, you know, the Draymond punch thing probably hurt us a little bit. The uh, young guys all, I can't say why, but we're playing together early on and it didn't work very well. They weren't ready maybe for that as a second unit. Um, and that didn't work so well. Um, you know, you can make arguments. Some people played well. Clay wasn't really ready at the start of the season. That's pretty well chronicled. Um, he's obviously better now after 50 point, 54 point outing last night. So I guess, you know, am I disappointed with the record that we have today overall? Yes. But I think we're on the right trajectory. And I do think we have a lot of talent. And I think we can win the championship. Well, you're bringing up Draymond punching uh, Jordan Poole. I'll, I'll ask you. I was going to ask you anyway, but I'll, I'll jump ahead to it. When that happened, I know you've talked to uh, at least one other time about this, but when it happened, when you heard about it, were you worried that this could screw up the season? I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't worry about it as much as everyone else did. Uh, now, when you see it, it's visceral, right? Yeah. It's like anything else. When there's a video, it all gets enhanced. Um, it's like that injury in the NFL the other night. It was in front of, what, 35 million people. Yeah. Those things happen, actually have happened, especially in high school football. It's sad. It's terrible. But because it happened on a national stage, everyone's really focused on it. Same thing with Draymond. We're the Golden State Warriors. You know, it, it got amplified. And, it, it, you know, you see it and you got concerned. And, and I it certainly did affect us. I think there's no question. Um, was I worried? Honestly, kind of, you know, a little bit. But I felt that we would get through it. And I think we are through it. Did you think about, did you discuss possibly suspending Draymond for that? Um, yeah, we discussed everything. We looked at like, you know, it's like you have to look at these things and think about it. Um, but it's a very, it was a complicated situation. And um, he, I'll just say this. I mean, look, it was a bad thing to do. Draymond made a big mistake. I, he's admitted it. He's apologized. Um, but he's earned a lot of um, points, you know, by being on this team and being an important part of this organization for a lot of years. And so there have been other some other incidents that haven't been so great either. But but overall, he's been a very positive element in this organization. And so, you know, it was a close call, but we we elected. We didn't think it was the right thing to do at the time. I, I mean, I think I've I've said this. Like I thought that was probably the end of be the beginning of the end for Draymond in this organization. We'll talk about the financial aspects for sure, for sure folded within that, but. Since he's been playing, and in a lot of ways, kind of been the heart of this, so much actually has so often through his career, but he really has been, I think, the heart of just getting this turned around. I said, yeah, maybe, you know, this is not the end of Draymond. I, I, I know he's always been one of your favorite players, but what, just kind of go through like where you were thinking what this that punch might have meant to him long term and, and where you are with Draymond's kind of long term credibility, long term feel going with this team into the next few years? Well, I mean, I think he's earning the respect of, you know, to the extent that he lost it, um, of some of the other players on the team, which is what matter, matters most. Certainly those in the organization and coaching staff matter too. But um, I think he's earned that. Uh, he's, uh, Draymond talks a lot. Uh, and, and, and of course, you notice he's been kind of quiet lately. He's just, what is he doing? He's doing his job and he's doing it really well. And he's leading by example. And uh, so I, all I can tell you is that, you know, this is a tough business. These things are fragile. Um, 
we, you know, you have to make gut calls uh, as to what the right thing is to do. And I think Draymond has, has, has so far, you know, really played quite well this year and uh, has helped lead us back from, I don't want to say the abyss, but from a bad start. And, uh, and, and uh, he gets, you know, he gets a lot of credit for that. So plays come back and play better. I mean, things are coming together for us. Steph's coming back and Wiggins coming back. I feel pretty good. You mentioned the young players certainly were part of the plan. Uh, I think we've seen Jonathan Kaminga certainly kind of rise into a role that you need him to do uh, after, you know, a couple of veterans that were really important last season were not resigned. I totally understood it. There's financial reasons and there's roster reasons. James Wiseman, though, is someone that we're always looking at. And I think accurately have said that you have been, you know, one of his bigger champions. Uh, where are you with James Wiseman? I mean, we've seen some good, like it's his whole career. Like we've seen some good things and then it stops. And we've, then he's back to the G League. Um, do you feel like there's like a timetable on this where you, you need to see something from him or else other decisions have to be made? Well, there's always a timetable in sports, um, whether we like it or not. Um, but he's 21 years old. You have to put this in perspective. And he's an immense talent. He's an incredibly hard worker. He really cares. These things matter. And he has worked really, he had a lot of really bad breaks, as we all know. It's been well chronicled, um, you know, both at Memphis and then coming to us and getting a late start and then COVID. And I mean, I could go through it. You all know what it is. And I do think he's very, very talented. He's also in an organization and on a team which is trying to win championships. It's different than you're playing somewhere where they're just throwing everybody out there. The young guys, they're putting up numbers and getting a lot of experience. You know, it's hard for our young guys to, to do that here. Um, and our coaching staff, our coach, you know, likes to play veterans. And I don't blame him. I mean, he's trying to win. That's his job. So it's a there's a lot of nuance to this. Uh, I think he obviously there's a time scale. He has to play well, start playing better. But I would argue to you that actually he played pretty well in his first year. He missed his second year. His third year here, you know, right, the circumstances didn't start all that great. Got a little injury now, which he could have been getting some minutes with Jermichael Green out. But I, and I want to correct something for you and our <laughs> fans, our entire front office and coaching head coach wanted to draft James Wiseman. Mm -hmm. We were universal in that regard. There was I know people like to make up stuff. We all loved him, and and I think we all are still very high on him. The question will be, you know, what do we have to do with roster? How important is winning today um, versus two years from now? We have to balance all that, and we have to balance financials. So I, I think there's a lot of ways this thing could go. But as of right now, I think I'm still very, very positive of the young man. And, in fact, all of our young players. Uh, and I think we have a great roster, too. I'd just say, yeah, I don't think anybody serious has said there was a divide in the camp about whether you guys wanted to draft James. Well, it's just, you know, maybe just kind of the percentage of force of what I really, really want him and, you know, let's draft him and let's see. Again, I don't want to burden down this down. It's, it's a point you're, you're making. That's fine. Um, you talk about the financial aspect of this, and, and you've been very clear on this podcast in July that, you know, four hundred million dollar payroll. If you add in luxury tax, four twenty, four fifty was you know not possible. I think this is not even remotely possible. And I understand that. Like there is a at some point when you're paying one hundred and thirty, hundred forty, hundred fifty million dollars in luxury tax, it's just crazy. More, more yeah, than that. more than one hundred eighty. Uh, more than some people. You know, more than a lot of teams' entire payrolls. But by extending Jordan Poole, as you did, 
yeah. and Andrew Wiggins for a, you know not a max deal, but again you extended him, you put that money on the payroll. If you nothing happens, if Draymond does not opt out, or if you re-sign Draymond after he opts out, you are looking without a lot of other changes. You are looking at a four hundred twenty million dollar, four hundred fifty million pair. I think that's true. I think that's accurate, Joe. Is that now an altered opinion? Like. Is 420, 450, or just say over 400 remotely possible next season? It's not possible without losing quite a bit of money at the bottom line. Let's put it that way. Yep. I did say that, and it is, from a business perspective, an almost insane thing to even consider. But I think we're going to have to wait and see, because the truth is winning matters. And I want to win another championship. We want to win another championship this year. And I'll probably say that at the end of this year. I know too. you will. If, you know, so, but let's see how this season goes. Let's see every week, every month, every game, anything can happen. Look at 2019. Our two of our best players got serious injuries in consecutive games. God forbid that should ever happen again. My point is things can change very quickly. I know it's, it, you'd like to be able to plan these things out. But the past is not the present, and the present is not the future. They're all different. And right now, we're in the present, and we're trying to win. And I think we have a good shot at that. I think we're coming together. And, you know, the trade deadline is coming up. We'll see if there's a way we can improve our team. And, you know, if we could obviously improve our financial situation for going forward, we'd love to do that, but not at the sacrifice of being able to win. So, we got to evaluate this in real time, but with a look towards the future as well. So I can't really answer the question right now, other than to say, you know, have you ever known me not to be aggressive? Mm -hmm. We are aggressive. We'll do whatever we can do if it makes sense. And we're in a winning, you know, real championship mode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you do the extensions, mostly for Jordan Poole, right? Right, that's the huge, huge raise. So you're changing that from four million to twenty six, whatever that next year's salary is. But Wiggins too, you're putting that on the books. Is there some sense like okay, we might have to go beyond this number that I said was impossible? Again, uh, if you look at it right now, there certainly is a chance that we would have to consider somehow figuring out a way to do that, but. I think you're going to have to wait and see. We're going to decide based on a lot of factors. And, um, you know, the thing is, we had to uh, sign up Jordan Poole going forward. Uh, I believe he would have gotten an even bigger contract next summer. Uh, turnovers aside, <laughs> you know, lately, he's I'm sure he's not happy with those turnovers either. But the guy can flat out score the basketball. He's an exciting box office kind of performer. I mean... Believe me when I tell you there are several teams that would have signed him next summer, probably to a max contract. I can't say, but probably. So we felt we had to do that, and we wanted to do that. Andrew Wiggins, actually, his contract goes down from where it was. Andrew, you know, really did a loyal thing, I think, to some extent. Wanted to be with this. We were loyal to him, and he was loyal to us. And 
wants to be with us long-term and we wanted him here long-term. He's in the prime of his career. I mean, couldn't be happier with him. So look, we're living day to day, guy. We're just trying to put the best team on the court we can. We'll have to see what the future brings and everyone will have to wait to see the answers to those questions. You mentioned, I think previously, that you did lose money for the first time last season, obviously, I mean, in immense payroll situation. Uh, about the same at the payroll, I think this season may be a little bit higher. Uh, are you gonna? Are you looking at losing money this season? I don't know the exact answer, but it's it's probably close. Yeah. Uh, it depends how far we go in the playoffs. Yeah. If we go to the finals, we should be okay. Um, if we don't, we probably lose money. So, um, we're fortunate that we have a very good uh, group of people in our business side, and they have done an incredible job. They are heroes in this organization, just like the players are. And uh, they've done a great job running our business and making our customers happy and they keep coming back. So all I can tell you is we're, we're just trying to keep up. We have, a, we have a unique situation in that we have this aging, but still great uh, set of players. We have championship aspirations um, and it costs a lot of money to do that. And we're, um, we're, we're, we're gonna try like heck to, uh, to rectify our finances going forward, but not at the expense of, uh, of being able to win. I'm just going to say this because Clay brought it up himself. I know he's got another year on his contract. He's been paid a lot uh, with two years being hurt, and but I underst obviously understand all those deals. But he said, "Yeah, I'm realizing I'm under contract for one more year. That's you know, that I, I'm thinking about that." And you could take a lot of different ways. I think he meant it in a lot of different ways. He's just that's when I know I'm signed for. Do you think that that is just, you know, just for Clay, for Draymond, who can become a free agent next season, even for Steph, who signed for several more years, that these guys, it's part of the context that this is going to come to an end? Do you understand that? Or, or do you, as your owner, say, yeah, listen, guys, I'm going to keep this together for as long as possible. Don't worry about those things. Well, there's really several factors, Tim, in all of that. Um, whether we like to hear this or not, Players do get older and their skills erode. Um, and the question is trying to time all that. Um, we would like them to retire, all three of them, as warriors. I really would like that. We would like that. And I think they would like that. And we're going to try to do that if it makes sense. But unfortunately, if you look through the history of you know, professional sports, NBA, let's look at NBA in particular, it usually doesn't end that way. Um, players want to hang on sometimes a little longer than than they than they can or should. Um, organizations sometimes want to hang on to a dream longer. So you're trying to put all that in perspective and trying to balance it all. Bill Walsh, I think I quoted him before, once said, uh, "Better to play, trade a player a year too early than a year too late." I mean, I'm not saying we're thinking like that necessarily, but it was a, it's it's really an important statement. You don't want to go through a decade of being bad either for our fans, right? So it's a very difficult uh, calculus. I want to keep those guys here. I, I want them to be here. And in, as long as they're playing at a very high level, you can rest assured they will be here. And, uh, you know, I would love, obviously, for the, some of them to sacrifice a little bit or what they perceive to be as a sacrifice to, to stay and to help our organization maintain a great roster. You always hope for that. It usually doesn't happen. Um, and I can't blame them because, you know, they have limited lifespans as players and they want to make as much money as they, they can. So it's tough. And uh, Draymond and Clay, but first of all, they're both under contract for next year. 
So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Um, they're under nice contracts for next year, making a lot of money. And so uh, we'll have to wait and see how this season ends. And then we'll decide and they'll decide. In Draymond's case, he gets to decide. He has the power. He gets to opt in or opt out and do what he wants. I'd love to for him to stay. That may be staying as under his existing contract. That may mean he opts out and renegotiates something, a, a new deal that is that works for everyone. Or it may mean that he gets offered some huge amount of money and we could sit here and be saying, man, how can we do that? And we'd have to make a decision. And that would involve other people's careers. <laughs> so it's complicated. And I think you all, you know that, and everyone knows that. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, I'm sitting in the hot seat along with Bob Myers. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned Bob Myers, so I'm going to ask He's going to stay hot for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you don't want it to be boring. Uh, that's where you want people to care, and you want people to understand what's at stake here because it's important. Bob Myers, Adrian uh, Rosnarski of ESPN, obviously we both know him very well, incredibly respected, reported not too long ago that Bob's contract is coming up this at the end of the season, which I assume is correct, Joe, uh, and also that he has not received an official extension offer. Is that accurate? And where do you see kind of the long-term relationship with Bob Myers going? Well, I'm not going to negotiate in the press, in the media, but I will say this. We love Bob. He's family. He's been here, what, 10 years? Uh, really got his big break here and made the most of it and deserves everything he gets. Uh, he has been paid, compensated very well up to this point in the top three of general managers in this league. Uh, in on, even on his last deal. Uh, and all I will say is that it is not accurate that he has not, that he has you know, somehow not been offered anything. Uh, he's had been offered several, there've been two offers at this point. Um, I'm trying. Have you ever known me not to be aggressive? No. So that is crazy to sit here and say, and I'm sorry, I have to say that I'm not trying to violate any negotiation. I hope Bob doesn't get upset or, or his agent, but, uh, I just want to clarify that it's not fair to put me and us in a situation by someone put something out there that, and I don't know who that he hasn't been offered anything. That's just not true. So he's got to make a decision, uh, you know, what he wants to do with his life. What's the appropriate compensation. He feels it's fair. We feel it's fair. Um, and it's really just a negotiation to be honest with you. I fully expect Bob uh, will be back. And um, he's a great negotiator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you want him to do? He's supposed yeah. to do this. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I we love Bob. We want him back. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to negotiate against yourself. I totally understand this. But we can name a bunch of people who you cannot imagine going on without. I put, you know, Draymond, Steph, whoever, Steve Kerr. I cannot imagine this franchise without Bob Myers. You don't have to say that, but uh, just... Could is it is it a replaceable figure? Is Bob? I, I mean, everybody's replaceable, but how important is Bob Myers? Kind of long term. Very important. He's 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 uh, done a phenomenal job. He's been executive of the year and deservedly so. He, I mean, if you look back at over his ten year career, we don't you know we don't tend not to talk about Bob, but Bob's done an incredible job. Bob, you know, the Andre Iguodala signing. I look back and say that was. Actually, you guys will never understand how difficult that yeah. was. He had to clear a lot of space to do that. He did a, a, a phenomenal job. You know, Kevin Durant was really his idea uh, and execution, and that brought us two championships. So, look, Bob is Bob's great. Bob's done a great job. But we also do have a tremendous 
uh, organization beneath him, great depth. Um, I'd like to think more depth than almost any organization with really good people and he's supported very well. And so look, I don't want him to go. I don't think he'll go anywhere. I expect him to be here. Um, and, uh, it would hurt to lose him certainly, but like you said, I mean, you know, we have to, we have to just go forward. So there are circumstances that do evolve sometimes, and I guess it's conceivable. There's some chance that for some reason he or Steve wouldn't be here. I don't think it's likely, but it is possible. And so, you know, we'd have to figure out a way to go forward. Yeah, Steve Kerr is the other one. I, I mean, reported that he has two years left on his deal. Is that accurate? This year and next, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we could ask the same question about Steve. Is there, I mean, are, is there a sense that, that you want to extend him? Have there been discussions to extend him? You're just a bundle of fun to this morning. I know. I, <laughs> hey, hey, these are interesting questions. You're the guy. You're the guy. Uh, and, and you can say, hey, I don't want to answer those questions. That's fine. I, I mean, honestly, we haven't even really got to that point yet. Uh, Steve is is doing his job. He's in the year four of a five-year deal and done a great job. And we'll deal with that. There. Uh, you mentioned the trade deadline, uh, and you know you, Bob is the one who is running these things. I'm sure that's his that's his job. But do you expect? Let's just say, how about the trade deadline and or the buyout market, which kind of gets created after the trade deadline? Do you expect to be active in that? I know you look at everything, but is that something? You, there's maybe some tweaks to this roster that can be done. Well, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that we wouldn't do anything. I do think our roster is really good. Um, I'm more of the optimist in that regard and more positive than some of the people I read with the things they say, because frankly, they're all prisoners of the moment. Um, I'm more concerned with how we're playing at the end of the year. And, um, you know, Steve's done a great job of managing things. This Look at this uh, amount of injuries we have all of a sudden. Andrew Wiggins has missed, what, 14 games, 15 games? Steph out, and, you know, we're, we're turning it around and playing well. So I think we're... I think we're, we have a lot of talent, um, but if we can find a way to improve ourselves, we would always look to do that. We'd always look to do that. So we're going to look at, absolutely look at things at the trade deadline. It's hard to make trades in the NBA, to be clear. Um, you know, Bob has said this, I know, a number of times. It's just a hard thing to do. It's much easier to do things, you know, in the draft and free agency and over the summer than it is because people are reshaping their rosters mm -hmm. here. You know, it's always somebody trying to take advantage of somebody else uh, at the trade deadline. So um, we'll look at it. Um, and if we can improve ourselves, we will. You got to love this Chase Center mojo, whatever is going on there. Uh, you're in the middle of it. You're you're in the first row feeling it at the fourth. These fourth quarters are, are pretty palpable. Um, you built Chase Center. You, you wanted to be, you know, something meaningful. What, what are your feelings about what Chase Center has turned into for this team? Well, I'm very proud of it. Uh, and I think Peter feels the same way and Brandon and everyone that was involved in in this uh, creation of this uh, this building. It's it's really remarkable how well, and by the way, it hasn't leaked. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, you know, I know that's- we'll, we'll see that tonight too. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see tonight. I shouldn't speak too quickly. This is gonna be quite a rainstorm apparently. But um, it really is a phenomenal building. Every opposing team, you know, coaching staff or uh, come in or, or owners, they come in and they're just, they, they, they just marvel at it and give us compliments, which we appreciate. Um, it took a lot of money and took a lot of time and a lot of effort to get it right. I think we did. I think it's a phenomenal building. It's loud. It's exciting. 
Um, you know, buildings have to create their own um, history um, in order to be regarded as such over time. You know, I know Oracle had a great history over in the last few years uh, of its existence uh, for us and uh, certainly was very loud and a great building. But I mean, this building is incredible uh, in so many respects and such a great fan experience. By the way, we're in the middle of a Christmas to New Year's and bad weather. And the team has, wasn't playing well coming off the road no, trip. No staff. Hey, yeah, no staff even and no Wiggins. And take a look. I sit there at the beginning of the games and I look at the – it's full. And people are yelling and screaming and people have made their way to the games. And we really appreciate that, by the way. Um, we have great fans. We have great fans. You mentioned the building. And I'm going to throw this one out to you. I, I, it just popped in my head. I probably should have thought of this earlier. But you talk about um, – New stadiums, new new situations. Uh, Joe, you've been mentioned as a possible buyer for the Angels who are for sale. Would you be interested in in buying the A's? I've met, asked you this before, but with their struggles, is is either situation something that you consider a live option? Honestly, uh, I'm really focused on what we're doing here. <laughs> it's more, it's the most important thing. Um, I, you know, I've made it known, we've made it known that at the right time. Should another major sports team that kind of made sense with our skill sets as an organization become available, uh, that we would be interested and and certainly could do it. Um, but you know, I don't I don't think they're for sale is the answer to your question. So I, I don't really you know it's a kind of an irrelevant question. Really, angels are for sale. They again. are for sale, and I'm, I'm I mean it's been reported that we're looking at it, and that's true. Um, I don't know what we're going to do yet, but. Um, you know, I grew up there. It's a little bit of an attraction for me. I after I was a peanut vendor for seven years. I lived a mile from that stadium. So there's a it's been around a lot. It's an older stadium, but it's been around a long time. And I've always felt that it was uh had great possibilities. You know, LA is a huge market and it's part of that LA overall market. Um and they've drawn over three million fans, I think 17 out of the last 20 years. So uh, you know, we're gonna look at it, but you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the easiest thing in the world to do because it is not lo co-located like uh, perhaps a local based baseball team might be, um, but but may be doable. So we'll see. I'd say the uh, yeah the local baseball aspect of it makes sense to me just because of the you know you could put them together on a streaming something like th those things are the things that pop into mind. Is that when you talk about like a better situated uh, franchise or just? when you talk about what could join with the Warriors well, to make them both the, the brand mean, even if larger. one of the two local baseball teams ever were to become available, um, we would have to look at it, right? Because of the geography. Um, it would just be easier to manage too for us. But they're not for sale. So, uh, and and I think they have, uh, you know, the Giants, uh, I just had lunch with Greg Johnson yesterday, actually, he's a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, they're going through tough times, so we're just sharing war stories and whatever, and he's a great guy. I really like him, and uh, uh, I think, you know, I think the Giants, look, this is a tough business, sports, and they got criticized for everything going on recently, but they're just trying to do the best job they can do, too, and um, I really do admire them as an organization in, in, in many respects, so. All right, Joe, I will wrap, that took plenty of your time here and I do appreciate it but I will wrap this up with a version of a question I've asked everybody on my show including you multiple times Joe Lacob what's your favorite TV show right now I watch a lot of TV I do. that's why I asked that's why I <laughs> at asked. night uh, I'm, Nicole and I really like watching all these shows so 
I've seen a lot of good ones recently. I'm a big Jack Ryan fan. Mm -hmm. So I just finished the Jack Ryan uh, newest series and I, I enjoyed that. And I uh, like the spy genre quite a bit. So uh, it's kind of fun and relaxing, entertaining and so on. So uh, uh, there's a couple others that were also out recently that were uh, pretty interesting. One called Treason. Um, another show. So, and Yellowstone from a regular basis, regular TV shows is is my favorite show probably. Uh, it's just really good. I gotta watch it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, it isn't my typical kind of show, but I know a lot of people who love it, so I, I gotta start watching that. There's like five different versions of it now or something, like, right? There's a prequel and a midquel and... Who, who yeah, knows? they have a couple of prequel, midquel, all that. I have not seen those, so... Mm -hmm. Yellowstone, Joe Lake, if that makes sense to me. Uh, Joe, really appreciate all the time here. Appreciate you answering the questions uh, as always. And uh, hope that we do this again soon. Very welcome. Thank you, Tim. And let's hope this rainstorm for everybody's sake in the Bay Area is not as bad as is being predicted. Um, you know, obviously, we're not prepared to handle this kind of rain around here, it looks like. So let's just hope it's not as bad and that everyone is safe. Absolutely, Joe. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Everybody, that's the show for today.